What if I just, instead of having intro music, we just use my beautiful singing voice? <laughs> no, let's not do that. Okay, anyway, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Into It. <laughs> I need to stop singing and I can't do it. Um, so this week's episode, I really want to talk about Pinterest and why I think in my very humble but very well-educated opinion (laughs) think that Pinterest is the best marketing move best marketing decision you can make in the year 2020 but before we get to that I also wanted to say so if you guys aren't following me on Instagram at living Breely I did some polls in my Instagram stories Um, over the week and I asked a couple of questions about Pinterest and an overwhelming, almost alarming amount of folks said that they don't know what a Pinterest business account is. And the short answer to this is basically a Pinterest business account gives you access to analytics and statistics about your audience, which pins are performing the best. It allows you to see what, how many impressions you're getting on your pins, how many clicks, and how many saves you're getting on your pins. So that is the short answer. It's a free account. Pinterest doesn't charge you for it. It's kind of like the equivalent of a business Instagram account, but a little bit different. And in my opinion, better. I think Pinterest gives really, really great analytics, way more in depth than Instagram and even Facebook. Um, again, it's, that's just an opinion. (laughs) Um, so if you don't have a Pinterest business account, please make sure to go and sign up for one, like after you listen to the rest of this episode, but definitely make that part of your to-do list this week um, because I do think that you will be kind of blown away by the analytics that you're going to get. Also, based on the polls, I'm thinking of, of, of either doing a webinar, another PDF, some type of document, or maybe a free little mini course. I'm not sure um, in what format it's going to come out in, but just the basics of starting your Pinterest account, um, what that would look like um, from your perspective. So yeah, if you guys are interested in, in learning about that, if maybe you're like, I've been thinking about starting a Pinterest, or maybe you're already using Pinterest um, on a personal level, but you want to bring your business into it, let me know because I can definitely throw something together for you guys if that would be helpful. So, so you can always send me an email to info at livingbreely.com um, or send me a, an a Instagram DM at livingbreely and I more than likely will respond. Like nine out of ten times I respond. Sometimes I have to filter out certain messages because they're highly inappropriate. You know, being a woman on the internet is an interesting situation, (laughs) to say the least. And, you know, I don't hear a lot of other female podcasters or, like, creators talking about this. And maybe they do, and I'm just, like, missing that that particular, particular episode or wherever they talk about it, but being a woman on the internet involves a lot of interesting DMs 
especially on Instagram and Facebook, I feel like are the two culprits. And, you know, I'm just like, you, I'm just concerned. I'm like, how do you have so much free time? Because I know that I'm not the only one you're sending these images and text message or messages, not text. Oh my God, I would die if someone sent me that text. But like, I'm not the only person you're sending these images and messages to. Like, I know there's probably like 150, 60, I don't know, other women you're doing this to. So I'm like, why do you have so much free time? What do you do? Do we need a hobby? You know, like maybe pick up a book listen to a podcast, take a class, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, you know, it just makes you wonder, like, how much free time do people have? So, yeah, I, sometimes I unfortunately don't get to answer every single DM because of the way that Instagram funnels them as you can, like, yeah, you can accept or deny. And sometimes I just get a little bit overwhelmed and I don't get to see all of them. So if the best way to reach me is always through email, but if you respond to my Instagram stories, which I have that option open, I'm much better about getting back to you than if you just like send me a random or not a random, but if you just send me a direct DM. Just a little insight (laughs) for you guys. Um, I really do think women should be talking about this a little bit more, especially just our experiences on the internet, because I don't, maybe it does happen to men. Maybe men get this too. I don't know. Um, I don't think it's just a woman thing, but I think it's like a human thing. We need to spend our time in different ways than soliciting pictures and messages to random people on the internet. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so this week I want to talk about Pinterest marketing. And I'm going to hit you guys with some facts. But first, I want to talk about this term that's going around on the internet. It's called omnipresence, which I actually really like that word. I think it's a really beautiful word. I don't know if you've ever heard a word and you're like, that's a pretty word or a funny word. Like the word loquacious, which means to talk at great length, which I can accuse myself of as I'm doing right now, but I love the word loquacious. Just I kind of like the word omnipresence, but the way that it's being used in this context of you and your business is being on every platform. So you're establishing yourself as an authority or an expert on each platform, which is a great plan if you have the money to spend on ads and a team to help you deliver content on each of those platforms. Or if you want to burn yourself out creating content for each platform and then wondering how you're supposed to actually work in your business and not just on your business. So again, I do think that the people who are talking about omnipresence have a really great intention of I mean, if you look at it just from a numbers perspective, if you're putting out pieces of content and people are watching it, viewing it, reading it, liking it, commenting on it, tweeting it, hearting it, whatever platform you're on, yeah, you're going to gain some traction. Um, But I don't know if this is a long-term plan. And like I said, if you have the money, that is great. But I think in the beginning, a lot of people don't have the money to spend on Facebook ads or um, a team to help them produce and put and deliver this content. So 
I kind of fell into the later, the latter, what am I trying to say? Ladder. Yeah, the latter category. Um, so at the beginning of 2019, I was on every platform and not just on every platform, but I was specifically in Facebook groups and yikes, it was, it was fun for a while, but I soon, I just find myself working way too hard and burning out and getting annoyed and super frustrated. I wouldn't even say beginning of 2019. I would say end of 2018, beginning of 2019. There was like a six month period where that's what I was doing. And the kicker was I looked at my website analytics. I looked at my MailChimp analytics and I discovered that 80% of my traffic was coming from from Pinterest and the other 20% was divided. So it was Google, um, like SEO, Facebook, and then other just like really random traffic sources, like other people who had linked my blog um, in their blog and things like that. And so when I saw this, I realized... I, what am I doing? Like I had to go back to what I knew and Pinterest was what I started with and it obviously got me results. So why was I sending all of this time in Facebook groups? And if you guys have never been in a Facebook group, like don't start now. But for those of you who have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was, it's just, I can't even describe it. It's like, some Facebook groups are really helpful. And I think if the actual creators of the Facebook group do a really great job of like monitoring and um, interacting and connecting with the people in the group, it can be a really great place. Um, but all that really did for me was create frustration and burnout. And I felt like I had to do what everyone else was doing. And I've said this before, I am not immune to that. I find myself in those situations quite often and I have to be really diligent about stepping away from that. And so being in these Facebook groups, it was like just trying to keep up with everyone else. And I was like, girl, Brie, sister, baby, we got to get out. We got we to gotta go back to what we know works. And so this is why I am so I'm such an advocate for Pinterest marketing and it's such a viable tool for your business. So I'm going to get really nerdy here and give you some really quick stats. Um, first of all, all of the links. Okay. I do my research. Okay. First of all, I'm not like one of those people who just like throws out numbers and there's like nothing tangible. I went on the internet and I looked at studies. Okay. (laughs) Like, from one, obviously a little bit biased is Pinterest itself. They actually put out like studies and statistics about their platform. But I also looked at other places on the internet. So if you want to find the links to these, this is going to be up in a blog post and I will link it down below so you guys can check it out. So the first one is according to Obero, O-B-E-R-O, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. 82% of weekly active users on Pinterest say they have bought products based on their brand's content on the platform. So this is from Pinterest of 2019. So I think that's a really interesting study. So 82% of weekly active users say they've bought products because of the content that was on Pinterest. That's a huge number, 82%. Whoa. So in March of 2018, 
Pinterest released a survey that stated 90% of weekly users use Pinterest to make purchase decisions. So basically, if someone wants to know if a product is good or how to utilize a product, if they're looking for a specific product or service, they're actually using Pinterest as a research tool, which I think is amazing. Um, another one, oh, I can never pronounce the names of these things. And you guys know I'm really bad at pronouncing names. Kleiner Perkins. Klein Perkins. Kleiner Perkins. You can, again, the blog post is going to be down below if you want to correct my grammar, if you want to get the full study. Um, they surveyed and they found that one out of every two millennials is a Pinterest user. And not only that, but the study also discovered that six out of 10 millennials use Pinterest to discover new products. The, also, the study also suggests that pinners say that Pinterest has become a source of inspiration on living a life they desire and making dreams come true. Okay, like dreams come true. What is this? A Lizzie McGuire movie? This is what dreams are made of. <laughs> what is wrong with me? But no, I've said this before. People use Pinterest to create a version of reality for themselves in like a really, I mean, we can get real philosophical here, but we're not going to. I do agree with this. I think like using the term making dreams come true is a little bit trite, a little vapid, but I get it. I get what they're trying to say here. Um, according to Pinterest, 73% of U.S. women ages 25 to 54 use Pinterest. I mean, duh. Although Pinterest did also release another study last year that's saying 40% of new signups are men. So dudes, you guys, you're on, you're definitely being represented, represented, represented on Pinterest. <laughs> um, according to Pew Research, P-E-W, I've heard of Pew Research before. So that, is it Pew? Pew? Yeah, pew. I don't know what else to say. Um, so this one was really interesting. So it's saying, how do I decipher this? So in the tax bracket of $75,000 or more, people are, that tax bracket is 39% of the people on Pinterest. So over 40% of people on Pinterest are making over 75K a year, which means that people on Pinterest have money to spend. They got money in the bank. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, we don't know people's lifestyles or expenses, but $75,000 can be a lot depending on where you live in the United States. Um, but outside the numbers. I mean, all of these statistics are great. Like, I mean, I think they're that's really important information. But I want to talk about how important it is to have evergreen content. And evergreen content is content that's basically, it's always relevant or available. Um, think of it like evergreen trees because they keep their leaves all year long, all the seasons. Hence, evergreen content. Get it? You know, connect the two. Okay. Um, with evergreen content, you 
and this is the biggest pushback I get when it comes to Pinterest is that people feel like they're putting in so much work to write a blog post, post a blog post, create pins. And I get it. It is it is a lot of I don't want to say it's a, a lot of hard work. I personally don't find that it's hard or challenging. It's just work. I mean, and there's a difference. There's a difference between hard work and just work in general. Um, and I think the mindset has to shift around this. So even if you're putting a little bit more effort by writing a blog post and creating pins and creating the descriptions for the pins, um, it's going to continue to drive traffic to your website every single day without you really even doing anything. It is automated in the best way possible. So the other option, if you're like, I don't want to write blog posts free. I don't want to create pins free. It's so much work. I'm not creative. I don't have anything to talk about at such a length. Okay, first of all, people are already writing. Like, I see the captions on Instagram. I see the Facebook posts that are, like, super long. You're already writing blog posts, you guys. You just have to format them in a way and maybe add, beef up some of the middle paragraphs where you're talking, like you're drawing in your main points. I have in my Pinterest membership, I have a blog post outline format that's like so easy to just plug and play your Instagram and Facebook captions. But it is what you're doing is you're creating content when you're creating content on Facebook or Instagram. And that content is maybe viable for, what, 24 to 48 hours? That's when it's posted and it's relevant. And 1% to 3% of your audience sees it. Maybe even less than that is actually interacting with it. And you have to do that every single day, right? People are always posting. Be consistent with posting on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And you're constantly, like, spinning your wheels. Unless you have a great way of repurposing content, which people do do, and I think that's awesome. But again, it takes a lot of time to, to write these captions. I know for myself, for being on Instagram, I, in Pinterest and Instagram are the only two platforms that I heavily focus on. And I know for myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, like coming up with an Instagram caption can be a super stressful thing. And to think that some days like, you know, people are always telling me, you need to post more on Instagram, post more on Instagram. I'm like, I just don't think my life is that interesting enough to be posting every single day, but I still do it anyway. I show up, I kind of create content ahead of time sometimes, but it's so much easier for me to write a blog post and create pins and have that content up all year long and every single day I'm getting traffic to my website because I've created systems and I've automated my business to, to be that way. Um, instead of like freaking out about not posting on Instagram or especially in Facebook groups or on Facebook in general and you're just like reposting the same things over and over again, just trying to get traction and momentum, it's exhausting and you're going to burn yourself out. Um, but I digress. I feel like I've spoken my piece about this. If you guys have any more specific questions about Pinterest, obviously I would love to answer them. So you can always shoot me an email to info at livingbreely.com. Hit me up on Instagram. Um, I am going to be posting a lot more Pinterest related content this upcoming 
year. Um, next week's episode is going to be about Pinterest and the following week's episode is going to be about Pinterest because I really am so passionate about people getting their stuff seen and getting their content and their blogs and their websites, their products and their services seen by the audience that they deserve. So that's my big goal for this year. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you do, if you're already kind of on your Pinterest journey and you have everything set up, I have a great PDF about Pinterest keywords, how to find the keywords um, for your specific niche and where to put those keywords in your pins and your descriptions and in your blog posts. So if that's something that interests you guys, I will include the link for that Pinterest PDF down below. It's free. You just sign up and I send it to you. So yeah. All right. I will see you guys next week. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye. One more thing. If you love this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to my Instagram and tag me at Living Breely with you listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you, see you, connect with you, and know which episodes and interviews you're finding valuable. For any courses, freebies, or blog posts mentioned in this episode,